This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Bokertov, good morning. How are you? Uh, Bokertov, yes. Uh, the news still keeps flowing. Um, I'm a little bit more connected to the news than I was over the past few days where I've tried to sort of stay away mm, from things. And mm. um, this morning's news says... Now, there are more than 1,200 deaths that have already been uh, registered so far since Saturday. The increase is not due to the fact that more people are being killed. The increase is due to the fact that more bodies are being discovered. Um, as um, the sweep of the south continues, um, the massacre that took place on Kibbutz Kfar Aza is something which is just indescribable. And the scenes that have been found there and continue be, to be discovered are, are scenes that we don't think of in our worst nightmares. Some uh, international reporters have been given access to see um, the aftermath of the massacre that took place there. And um, one reported seeing at least 40 babies who were killed. Yeah, Anthony, uh, sorry, whom, Anthony, just to, uh, just to, just to warn you is obviously we do have kids in the car and as we've been battling with this all morning because how do we talk about this horror that, that is, you know, without, without. Just horrific. It, 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 just it, absolutely it, horrific. It's, you know, the massacres that have took place. Yeah. We, we haven't witnessed this. Um, uh, for a very long time. So the news continues to come out and, and more of what we don't want to hear. Um, still many, many people injured and hospitalized, um, some in serious condition. So, you know, the situation continues and the updates from yesterday, um, a number of things took place yesterday. The first of which is that there was more of an outbreak on the northern border. There were exchanges and skirmishes. Um, of uh, fire, rocket fire from Hezbollah um, into Lebanon from Israel, some claiming that it was really Palestinians from uh, Lebanon firing into Israel. Um, but nevertheless, more action on the northern border, still rocket fire from the south, uh, a warning from Hamas yesterday to the people of Ashkelon to leave the city, leave the city of Ashkelon because we will be destroying the city at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. There was an attempt at a barrage of rocket fire towards Ashkelon. We are very fortunate that our Iron Dome system held up and that there were no uh, deaths reported or injuries reported, as far as I'm aware, from the barrage of rockets that were um, in evidence yesterday. Um, Many less rockets overnight. And and this morning I just saw a a rocket alert now um, for the south, the, the Gaza envelope area. Lots of reports coming out about 
what Hamas's intention was, to overtake, to completely conquer and overtake the Gaza envelope area. Fascinatingly, I saw a map that had been published by a Russian news agency, which had clearly been prepared beforehand, which showed the Gaza Strip and then an area around the Gaza Strip, which they simply labeled as under Hamas control. Um, and it was amazing for me to see this because wow. I thought nothing could be further wow. from the truth. And then all of a sudden, wow. the kind of reality dawns that perhaps this was really what the intention was, was on Saturday. But does that mean all of this? Does that mean that uh, this is, was that an indication? You think that Russia was more involved than is being given credit for? Oh, I've little doubt that Russia had some involvement, some knowledge, some something. There, there was a clearly link. Let's not forget that Russia and Iran are cooperating very closely mm. at the moment, even if you just limit it to the uh, acquisition of armed drones that Russia is making from Iran. Let's just assume that that's the extent of their cooperation. And, of course, it goes a lot deeper than that. But But Russia clearly has some sort of a link with Iran, a relatively close link with Iran, particularly over the last year or so. Iran is clearly driving what's going on in Gaza and driving what's going on in the area of South Lebanon and, and Syria. So one has to assume that Russia was very much in the know, very knowledgeable about um, what uh, was going on um, all the plans that Hamas were making, these plans seem to have been made not only over the last few weeks and months, but potentially over the last year or so in order to carry out the attack that took place on Saturday. It was um, evident from the United Nations Security Council discussion, the emergency which took place on Sunday, where Russia was the nation that was standing up and opposing any, um, uh, any castigation of Hamas all the actions that took place, you know, what's going on diplomatically at the moment you know, on the international stage is quite an interesting uh, thing to, to witness. We saw British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak um, giving that address to the Shul in North Finchley in London, uh, where he spoke about the fact that there is no balance. There mm. is no balance. One cannot say that there is balance here. This is just an act of terror, unadulterated terror. He was very, very clear in the way that he called this particular action. And for those people who haven't yet had the opportunity to see President Joe Biden's address to the nation yesterday, um, please do go and find it on YouTube. And I encourage you to watch and to listen to what President Biden said yesterday. And I'd like to just pick up two things that he said in his address. First of all, immensely supportive of Israel at every opportunity. We are with Israel and we support Israel and we will provide Israel with whatever she needs in terms of arms and ammunition and support. We already have seen the air, um, aircraft carrier that's off the, our coast and the, the discussion of a possibility of another aircraft carrier um, coming into Israeli territorial waters, even if they don't do anything just to be here is amazing support mm, for us. Mm. But what, what President Biden said, and I'd like everybody to really listen to this, because this comes from the mouth of a Democrat president, not a Republican president, a Democrat president. And what President Biden said is the following, that Hamas has no intention of trying to provide a better life for Palestinians. Hamas's stated intention and clear intention is only the destruction of the state of Israel 
of the people of Israel and of the Jewish people. That is what Hamas is about. Now, this is a discussion that we've been having in Israel and more around the world about who we can trust and who we should negotiate with and whether their intentions are, are, are pure in terms of wanting to create a Palestinian state for the better life of Palestinian people who deserve the same human rights as everybody else. And therefore, coming out, I mean, I recall the, the, the discussion that were, took place during the period of the Oslo Accords back in the, the mid-90s, where uh, uh, then-Prime Minister, late Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, and indeed many other Israeli politicians, believed that the intentions of the Palestinians at that time, it was Yasser Arafat, was to create a Palestinian state in order to allow Palestinian people to have a better existence, to have a status, to have a state, to have a place where they can live and they can exercise their rights and they can grow and, 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 and raise generations of children just like everybody else. And yet there was the opposition who stood up and said, well, the only reason that we are being drawn into these discussions and drawn into this agreement and being encouraged to create a Palestinian state is so that they are able to use it as a springboard to destroy us. That is their intention, and we should be very weary and very cautious about that. And, of course, this debate has continued. Do we believe um, the, the fact that they do wish to create um, a, an existence for themselves, or do we believe that everything that they're doing is only in order to further their intention to destroy Israel, to destroy Israeli people, and to destroy Jewish people. And, and that has been a very tough debate that Jews in Israel and around the world have had over the past, whatever, 30, 40 years, about what their true intentions are. President Biden said it very clearly yesterday. The only intention of Hamas is to destroy Israel and the Israeli people and the Jewish people. And it's quite ironic that as part of the Oslo Accords, it was agreed that the PLO would remove from its charter the reference to the fact that it has the intention to destroy the state of Israel. They signed that into the Oslo Accords. It has never, ever been undertaken, despite the fact that we are now more than 30 years after the signature of the Oslo Accords, the Charter of the PLO as we know it still contains the clause which says the intention, the, the objective of the PLO is to destroy the state of Israel. That remains in writing. And so President Biden said that yesterday very, very clearly, and I think we all need to listen and understand what he said. The other thing that President Biden said, which um, I think is as true today as it ever was, is he spoke about a meeting that he had with then-Prime Minister Golda Meir just before the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago. He came to Jerusalem as a young senator, and he met with Prime Minister Golda Meir. And then during the course of their discussion, Prime Minister Golda Meir said to him, you know, Senator Biden, we in Israel have a secret weapon. And when Senator then-Senator Biden said to Golda Meir, what is your secret weapon? She answered him. We only have this. That is all we have. We don't have any mm, other mm, alternative. Mm. That is our secret weapon. And that is as true today as it ever was. So I think that those things are just important 
for us just to understand and listen to what's happening on the international community because, of course, we've now been given something of a free pass. There is no person um, who is out there in the international community who can't be horrified by the events of the past. Week or so. <laughs> oh, yes, they can be. Have you not, vis- have you not, uh, have you not heard uh, the South African stance? It's Israel's fault, uh, Anthony. Surely you realize that. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, we we we, we all understand. It's all I mean, context, you know, Anthony, because it's all about context. They keep telling us, you know, it's, yeah. it's context. It's context, and and very soon, you know, the, the, what concerns me, of course, is that is that right now uh, there is the uh, on the main part anybody. It, it's very hard to defend what you're seeing, the brutality, but uh, it won't take long before we start being flooded with images of, 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 of suffering in Gaza and, and at which time it will change. And that, of course, is mm. the concern. But, but until well, then, I, I yeah. think uh, the, the, the reality is Israel actually can't afford to care because they actually have to do what they have to do, whatever that is. And I don't know what that is. But whatever needs to be done to eradicate Hamas, that's what they have to do. You can't have a situation that, uh, that God forbid, this could ever happen again. In the news that, as you said, that it appears to have been an attempted occupation, not an attack, changes everything, doesn't it? Um, I think it changes a number of things for sure. And I think it makes people around the world who had any doubt realize what the reality is. Um, one of the things I think that we as Israelis need to constantly think about is whether we lose our own humanity when we mm. stop caring. And I think it's important for us, not for anybody else, it's important for us that we continue to retain our humanity throughout this particular process. We don't lose sight of the fact that we are dealing with people and people have a certain respect that, that needs to be afforded to them. No matter who they are, there are many victims. There are many people in Gaza who don't support this and who are victims as much as we are. And what's interesting for me is, is that, you know, I spoke yesterday about the roof knock system that has been somewhat set aside, but is still being used in many cases. And um, there was there been many videos circulating about the work that Israel has done in Gaza and the amount of destruction, the switching off the water and switching off the electricity and the fact that the Internet infrastructure is almost collapsing. And then some videos of the Ramal neighborhood in Gaza, which is considered to be one of the more luxurious neighborhoods in Gaza. Well, um, the Ramal neighborhood today almost doesn't exist because Israel has bombarded the Ramal neighborhood into almost nothing at mm, all. Mm. It looks really like a, a, a bomb site. Um, but not before Israel warned the citizens of the Ramal neighborhood that this is what was coming their way. So by the time the Israeli bombs were dropped on the Ramal neighborhood in Gaza, there was almost nobody left there. Now, that's kind of, I suppose, what we call retaining our humanity. Mm. We We don't want to carry out. We don't want to be drawn in to do what our enemies have done to us. We don't want to be at that level. We want to retain our humanity and as much as we wish to inflict a a, a very, very serious blow and we wish to make sure that this doesn't happen again and we wish to weaken their infrastructure and weaken their ability to attack us, we still want to retain our humanity Mm. in the way that we Mm. go about this. Uh, And and, and, there there are still warnings and there are still things that are happening. Yeah.
the a few people have also asked, like, what happens to the 1,500 dead Hamas bodies? Do they uh, does Israel send them back? Do they keep them? Do they you know bury them? What what would happen there? Or, or we don't know at this point. At the moment, we don't know what's happening. I don't think we're intended to give anything to anybody right now. That's certainly yeah. not under consideration. We are clearly, first of all, collecting up our own dead and burying them. I guess that those 1,500 Hamas dead bodies will be buried somewhere, will be kept somewhere um, in uh, anticipation of potentially what might be next. Um, Israel has been known to exchange mm. bodies like this before, um, but right now we have no real idea um, one of the questions that I received on Sunday night in a special broadcast that I did with Kathy was, what can we do? What can we do to mm, help here? Mm. And I wasn't really ready for that question on Sunday well, night. Well, I think Sunday night I we were all still reeling. Everybody was, was absolutely uh, shell-shocked. It, it, it was more um, – <laughs> it was group therapy so, in a way. Yeah. So, so, so what I would like to say is, first of all, that Israelis are also being recruited to this cause. There's so many amazing stories about what people mm, are doing in order mm. to help. I spoke to a soldier on a base yesterday who told me we have so much food we've been inundated with food we don't know what to do with it all keep coming keep it coming just because there's too much now doesn't mean there will be too much tomorrow or next week this is we're in this for the longer term keep the food coming what i can suggest to people out there if you're looking for something to do get involved with your local community support your local community don't just be at home reading the news and feeling like you support it go out and do something active to support people in the local community talk to people who've got friends and uh, a family in Israel, uh, donate some money to many of the numerous charities which are collecting up money to buy food and supplies for, for um, the Israeli soldiers and for people of the South who have been um, moved from their homes. There are things that you can do, even if they might seem little to you right now. Um, they all help and they all allow you to feel like you're doing something to get involved. Interesting. Uh, Anthony, before I let you go, Lisa asking, uh, Morning Howard, for those of us who have family members leaving uh, leave, uh, for Israel at this time, is there information on the situation at Ben Gurion Airport? Is it calm? Is it chaotic? My teenage son is flying alone, and I just wanted to prepare him. Uh, thank you for the show. It's been an invaluable lifeline. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Antonia, is Ben Gurion functioning as normal? How is it going there? Ben Gurion is functioning as normal right now. Um, many of the international airlines have cancelled their flights to Israel for one for one reason or another. There are many, many, many Israelis scrambling to get back to Israel in order to um, sign up to the army to come back just to participate in the war effort. There have been many, many charter flights that have been put on by Israeli airlines and others in order to help Israelis come back to be here during this time. But Ben Gurion Airport is currently functioning somewhat normally because, of course, there's been um, a, a significant reduction in the number of flights due to the international airlines um, cancelling their flights. But the airport itself is working. And that is where we leave it. It is 8.02. Apologies, your news is slightly late. That was Anthony Reich with the Israel Report. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands.
Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.